0: welcome to ink and magic a podcast where we read and discuss the writing craft world building and romance of paranormal and fantasy novels if you love books
1: with bite set in worlds of magic and mayhem then you're in the right place my name's Nakisha shanae i go by an s
0: and i'm leslie i write as el penelope and welcome to the show hey les how are you doing i'm doing great and as
1: i'm glad to be back talking about this next book blaze of memory which is our first Human and Psy pairing. Yes, it is
0: book seven in the side Changing series. It came out November 2009. So a blast from
1: the past. Yeah, much, very much a blast from the past. As the prologue is a, a blast from the past, this book deals with the forgotten a lot. And the, the prologue reminds us that the forgotten, even though they left, they're still being hunted by the Psy. Yes, and what I wrote down for the
0: prologue is ominous. It sets a very ominous tone mm-hmm. for what's happening, and I think that Nalini Singh keeps that tone up for this whole book. It's
1: she it does shadows on this absolutely, book, yeah. absolutely because it opens page one, chapter one with a woman waking up, and she doesn't know who she is, where she is, or anything, and she just sees this man. And yeah, it was actually really well done because it
0: was deep PLV. We don't know who the characters are at all. We are in her disoriented mindset. It's very visceral. It's, um, you get these images. It, yeah, the writing, especially in chapter one, I mean, her writing is always good, but it really grabs you, I think, that, that feeling of being in the mind of someone who doesn't know who they are.
1: So, Leslie, and I think we talked before about the 12 Stages of Intimacy yeah. By Desmond Morris, and how there's twelve stages because it's the twelve stages of intimacy, and it starts with awareness and it moves all the way down until the bow chicka wawa at number twelve. <laughs> but number one is is awareness. It's it's acknowledgement of presence, and we we talk about a meet cute because we both love a meet cute here. Love the meet yep. right? The meet cute is her opening her eyes. We find out that this is Ekaterina who was. Uh, a Shea Elaine's assistant who we all thought was dead. Right. It's her. We'll, we'll find out in a few pages that it's her. She opens her eyes to see this man and you can already start to get the heartbeat moments. She yeah. The connection to him immediately.
0: That was also done really well. Like both of them are feeling things that even though she doesn't have a memory, she doesn't know who she is at the beginning here. Um, the, the sexual tension starts right at the beginning and just continues on like this straight up you know on the chart of sexual tension it It shouldn't
1: work we've been taught that you have to introduce the hero and give us a little bit of backstory Mm -hmm. you have to introduce the heroine and give us a bit of backstory and then there then after a little while then there's a meet cute she's like nah we're we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna (laughs) jump on him
0: don't have time for that today because we got other things to deal with in this
1: book. <laughs> that is true. There is a lot to deal with in this book. So, our hero is Devros- Dev Raj- Devrod. Dent- okay, he's just going to be Dev. Dev. <laughs> we've met him before. Uh, we met him in CEO. Tally's book. CEO of the of Shine, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the hu- which is a human um kind of charitable organization that um deals with kids, deals with human kids. And we learn in Tally's book because Tally worked for Shine. That this book, that these this this company is really looking for the forgotten children. Children who have, human children who have some psychic abilities. Because they are the forgotten. Right. And
0: Dev is a forgotten. He's got some abilities. Uh, they have this shadow net that the ones who need the biofeedback. So the former Psy who dropped out of the Psy net during, when they protested silence and managed to stay alive. Kind of f- created this shadow net. And so... That's an important part of this. He's in that. And it's, again, we've seen the Web of Stars. We've seen the net. This new network has similarities, but also differences. Too, it's chaos. <laughs> yes. It's, later in the book, We yeah, it's pure chaos because it's just human and it's not or- orderly like the Psy are.
1: No, no, it's a mess. It's a messy room. But it becomes very interesting because as we're in Dev's POV, he's talking about how hard this job is and how he basically has no life other than this job. Mm-hmm. He is a workaholic. This is his job 24-7. And he feels like it's heartening him because of the, some of the decisions that he has to make. Like, remember, when we met him in Tally's book, he was dealing with the brutalization of the kids that were in his charge. Right. And he had to take some really difficult steps in order to get control
0: from the whatever the council was that was in charge of Shine was sort of turning a blind eye to what was happening with the kids. So... He, he crossed some lines that, you know, some of his other people who work with him, you know, had questions about. And people are really worried about him becoming dark and cold and hard because of the decisions he has to make.
1: And so this man who has just had a war with the sigh has mm. a sigh dropped on his doorstep.
0: Yeah, literally. Uh, this woman with a memory. And he takes her in, and they know that she must, she might be dangerous. They know pretty quickly that she could be like a sleeper agent. But again, feelings sparking <laughs> right off the break.
1: One of the first things N- Nalini Singh always does something with with dreams. I think this is just it, like. Some of us always like me. There's always uh, the hero always feeds or cleans for the hero. <laughs> Leslie always has some type of weapon strapped to her hair. <laughs> <Right? laughs> Nalini Singh always has some kind of a dream sequence mm. that's happening. And Dev notices that one when she goes out again because she's like in and out of consciousness for a while. That um he sees her her the rap, REM the rapid eye movement. Oh yeah, because she's dreaming. But Sai are not supposed to dream.
0: Right. Yeah. She has broken silence because when we all thought that she had died, she was really captured by Ming LeBon, one of the counselors of the Psy, and tortured horribly and broken down just in the worst way. So her silence is gone, which I guess is convenient for the book because we've read lots of books where the character is silent and then they have to break silence. But that's all out of the way right now. We have other problems to deal with here.
1: Yeah. An interesting thing, because I'm an audio-first listener, and I've been listening to these audiobooks instead of rereading them. My first time, I read the books with my eyes, and now I'm listening with my ears because I'm a busy woman. But I, I was thinking about something, because she keeps – Dev renames her Katya because she she has a, a, a bad reaction to hearing her name, Ekaterina, because mm-hmm. Ming has programmed her to. So he renames her Katya, and she likes it a lot better and katya can only remember that there was a shadow man who hurt her and we don't know who the shadow man is for a while but i'm listening to the audiobook and the audiobook the audio the narrator chose to use ming's voice who i've heard him for the last few books so i was thinking that is an interesting choice that you that you're kind of spoiling the story a little bit that was interesting I think that,
0: I mean, I assumed it was Ming because I didn't know who else it would have been. It seemed a little like, yes, we didn't, we weren't told specifically on the page that it was him. But that was the, all all signs pointed to him. But I agree. It's interesting to think about when when writing, how the narrator is going to deal with these secrets in terms of the voices. Because I I both read and listen. So I start off listening. I get, you know, tired of that. I read because I read faster so I can catch up a little bit. Then when I'm doing things, I go back to listening. I'm back and forth all the time. There was one point in this where I had switched to reading and there was like, I have to hear how she says this. (laughs) Because if you remember, there's a point where Katya is um, using her psychic abilities and she opens up her mind and she hears all the humans and it's like ruff, 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 and then she closes immediately and it was written just a bunch of characters and that was what what I did is essentially what the narrator did but I was like I need to hear how this works so those kinds of, of decisions and choices are, are are actually really interesting from a writing mm-hmm. perspective
1: yeah so he renames her Katya. And then I, I I have a thing about um, he brushes her hair. And I wrote that down too. That's, so <laughs> That's one of those moments where you're like,
0: because I, you know, in my world, food for you is someone washing my hair for me. <laughs> mm. And I just, I have a heart there. Like, oh, he brushes her hair. Because yeah. it's all snarled and tangled from her time in confinement and captivity.
1: Another thing that was interesting to me was, again, this is our first pairing of human and sigh and for a while there Jeff was kind of acting like a cyborg to me mm. and then I found out because he was so cold he mm. was so calculated and cold he was almost silent to me mm. but he, he was acting from a place of emotion but then we find out that he can interact with metal now oh. like
0: cyborg <laughs> <laughs> yeah his sort of forgotten power his psychic ability is some sort of control over metal that's grown into a, a control over computers So we see it in the background. He can, you know, unlock a door with his mind. He can start his car with his mind, things like that. And for some reason, he doesn't want anyone to know. It hasn't really followed up very much. Like we see it here and there, but um, it is an ability that kind of, yeah, does link him to to the side in a weird way.
1: Mm -hmm. See, one of the rules I feel that is necessary with paranormal romance is, especially if you're going to get a shifter, there's a show of power. And the show Mm -hmm. of power with a shifter, they're going to shift show power with a vampire they're gonna you know show their fangs they're gonna drink blood they're gonna turn into a bat they're Mm -hmm. gonna be really really old but look very very young are they sparkle right (laughs) and so i i was waiting for devs show of power Mm. and we get little bitty pieces of it but it's just it's i felt like we were told
0: yeah we weren't shown we know that he was in the army and i have Questions about that I want to raise in a minute, but he was in the army, so he's very powerful. He's big, he's strong, he's formidable. We've we learned in Clay and Talia's book that you know even the the shifters respect him because even on a physical level, but we don't really see him using that physicality. And in this book, he doesn't need to use his abilities to save the day at any point. So yeah, we don't get that show of power. We are told more than shown what he can do and why he's someone worthy of this, at least respect on a
1: physical level. Yeah. I also found it interesting that he's of mixed race. The Forgotten mm-hmm. are mixed race. They're Sai and um, human, but he doesn't consider himself a Sai.
0: No, they don't. I mean, they left the Sinet a hundred years ago. And so, and that actually is important too to this story, but uh, he's mixed race on multiple levels. He's like, he's part Russian and part, I guess, Indian or South Asian um, and also part Psi, part human. So they, they're definitely, they kind of their own subset of humans because there's kind of mundane humans without any powers who might not have ever had any Psi ancestors. And then there's the forgotten who have powers of varying degrees who can trace their lineage back to the Psi.
1: I found it very interesting that um, Katya was like, I am Sai, even though he says they just discarded you and you're still going to consider yourself part of them. She's like, it's what I am. Whereas he has this part of him that he uses and relies on. He's like, yeah, no, I'm not that. I'm not
0: Sai. But I mean, he really isn't Sai. Like he couldn't consider himself Sai because that's a whole different thing. It's like, um, I don't know if you... If someone just, just because they discarded her, that doesn't mean that her actual race has changed because it's in this world, it seems like they are distinct races. They have distinct physicality. It's actually much more real than human races because on a genetic level, human races aren't different, but these people are actually different.
1: But that's why it's so interesting to me because in in our human definition or in our present day human definition, we still consider one drop of african blood you're black in america in a, in but look at look at south africa like that's not everywhere that's
0: only in america because mm. of the laws and the ridiculous random things that were codified into law because of slavery in, in in south south africa they have a whole race called colored which was mixed between like the indian immigrants and africans and so we would call them black but a south african coming over here who is colored there is you know not black, they don't consider themselves that, and mm-hmm. there's an instance I know there's an actress who's South African who is colored there. And she came here and, and was like, I'm not black, and black people were like, Oh, no, really? Because to us, you're saying, Oh, you're not one of us, you don't want to be black, you're like Tiger Woods, we don't have any time for that. But in her mm-hmm. culture, she's not. So the one drop rule is very specific to America, other places have very different ideas about race, and because race is actually a construct, and there's nothing it's not real in any you know, tangible way, then different cultures have different ideas about it.
1: I wonder what the viewpoint on that is for I think Nalini's saying is Southeast Asian. Well she's from Fiji. She lives in New
0: Zealand. But yeah, she I don't know if she's Indian or, or South Asian, which, what country her people are from originally. But yeah, yeah, that could be like a cultural um a cultural thing that might be different. I, yeah, I don't know. That's I know right. like in India there's a lot of colorism and you know that's based on colonialism. So everybody's got their own things that they're working through.
1: Fascinating. I just again, I love the work that she is doing in this book with classism, with racism, with otherism. I, mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. There's a plot twist incoming in this book where it is voiced early on, I think it's I think it was voiced between Nikita and Caleb mm-hmm. about, they the net is gonna the net is is broken like we start to see that there's dark spots yeah and Nikita talks about how I think this was Nikita talks about how the net is gonna need Isai in order to heal itself
0: oh right they're talking about Sasha in some way yeah and she acknowledges that well they they know that Isai have always been needed that's why they just kept them there and kept them suppressed but for the for the net mind to be healthy. And Caleb can see these dark spots. You know, Caleb is the counselor who has the most, the strongest relationship with the net mind and probably with the dark mind. And so, yeah, there is these dark spots. Oh yeah, that becomes important when we talk mm-hmm. about the sunshine chapter. Mm-hmm. She's, she's bringing in so much here. Like this really feels like a television. You know, yeah, it's Dev and Kashi's love story, but in no way are these standalones. And there's so much layered on top of each other that you have to remember from the last book. And there's the ties reading them all together actually makes it so clear. I wonder if you're reading them a year apart, are you getting all
1: of them? Oh, that's things? very fair. I don't yeah. think I had these thoughts. Yeah. I don't and think again, I was really. a completely different woman <laughs> over 10 years ago, but I don't think I was having these thoughts.
0: Yeah, definitely. Hmm.
1: Super interesting. And I'll saying, so, one of the threads, in addition to Dev and Katya's love story, is would you call these the 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 letters? Are those interstitials? They
0: come right at the end of chapters, almost like epigraphs, but they function as
1: interstitials. So
0: yeah, let's call them interstitials. It's uh, you know, so there's there's two different things happening. There's different elements. There are these letter. There's a, a letters from a mother to her son being written in the late '70s, early '80s. And then 1970s, 1970s, and this story takes place about 100 years later. And then there's current day messages, broadcasts. I thought it was broadcast from a space station. (laughs) Me too. Okay. Yeah, because it's like station Earth Two, station this, and I'm like, oh, okay. So there's a space station. Something bad is happening. We're getting these every few chapters at the end. These alerts and bulletins.
1: Yeah, which is is going to become important in just a second. We're getting there. Um, There's a lot to hold on. It is a lot, but she's doing so much work. I really felt like this book was, we've had six books before this that was an, a strong argument on silence is awful. We need to pull these people out of silence. It's hurting them. this It's wrong. It's, it's, it's inhumane. It's bad. Right. And then in this book, you're getting a different argument with these letters, these hundred year old letters from a mother to her son where we're seeing everyday life just before silence yeah the
0: the mothers is sigh the whole family is sigh so it's before silence and they're debating it so we've seen different elements in other books of okay we know that there you know the idea of silence was proposed it was debated and voted on and eventually adopted and there's some of those characters come into play here but and, and we've heard that it was done for a reason so people were going crazy we've we've been told that we kind of see it here in these letters, the breakdown of Psi society, that you know their abilities have a huge downside. They drive people crazy, you know, loved ones kill each other, and things that are happening now were happening then. So silence was a way,
1: a desperate way to protect themselves and to stop this violence. Yeah. I kind of feel like hopping out of order for a second because okay. I think this is important. Um so that's one of the subplots. We get the subplot of these letters of what life was like in, in this world just before silence. And we get this loving mother who is a sigh. Mm-hmm. We get this loving mother writing letters to her son. Um, we see her husband is, is struggling with his abilities. He's sigh, He's struggling with his abilities. Right. We see their neighbors have a tragedy. Mm-hmm and and choose silence and she sees the difference in her neighbors um her children the neighbor's the children yeah afterwards and the neighbor's children happen to be the twins that we learned about in a previous prologue right. and zaid who is the primordial primordial arrow right we see them as kids the first the first silent kids
0: mm-hmm. i don't know that i would call it a subplot per se because for a long time you're just seeing these letters and they are progressing kind of but they take their time like by the end of the book you you understand why they were there but it takes a long time it's sort of like oh i'm writing these letters to my infant son oh here's this there's that blah 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 oh i saw my neighbor about you know so you're kind of like okay why are these here i know they're here for a reason but why are they here same thing with the space station thing <laughs> that wasn't actually a space station it's like something bad's happening i'm trying to wrap my head around it but there's 14 other things happening in the main storyline so is it a subplot is it just an interstitial element you know it's a side
1: quest side quest Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a side quest to this argument it's a side quest to the argument of of of, of- Silence might have been necessary. It's like you're. Ha- she's having a debate. This is her debate team, and mm. she's on the rebuttal now, which I, I found absolutely fascinating. But the reason that I wanted to to um to potentially go out of order was because um the, there is mirror ha- mirroring happening
0: mm-hmm.
1: later in the book. Well, early in the book, we learned that Dev has a cousin. He got a couple oh, so. cousins in this book, but yeah, His cousin <laughs> Jack. <laughs> The cousin whose kid, William,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, is Psy, is, is forgotten. He's a forgotten. forgotten so he has right? um, Psy ability, his TK ability.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And this kid, we I don't think we ever find out if it was accidental or if it was on purpose. He killed his dog.
0: It was accidental. I think that he can't control it. So he's got, we find out it's an ability similar to Judd's, which is a TK cell. Mm-hmm. So he can do TK on a cellular level. At first, he kills a bunch of birds, and this kid is seven years old, and he yeah. knows he's done it. And I, I think it was definitely accidental. It was like, he can't control it. He has no idea what he's doing. So the kid is suffering because he kills these birds, and he kills his own dog that he loved, and he's just withdrawing. So Jack, the father, Dev's cousin, is like, we need to do silence. My kid is suffering. He's, you know, dangerous to himself and potentially others and also just withdrawing. So he is proposing silence for the forgotten. And that is becoming a big debate amongst the forgotten. She brings
1: us to this slowly. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. we, we know what we know from the first six books. Then the, the in the letters, we see that this accident has happened with the neighbors and they chose silence.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Then we learn slowly that um, Dev's father, who adored his wife, had the same accident happen. Where he killed his wife. Right. Say so like a mental accident where he just mm-hmm.
0: like, you know, had a psychotic break and choked her to death. So yeah. while the little boy, a de- little dev at nine years old was watching like mm-hmm. all this
1: horrible trauma.
0: It's very hard. Yeah. And then we see it with William.
1: Right. So she's laying it out there. like That's bump, true. Bump, bump. What you going to do?
0: Yeah. Like you can't ignore this. This is happening again. And even though the forgotten are like diluted since they've been mixing for generations, the, the uh, abilities are changing and are different. They're not the psi abilities They there can be based on them, but they show up different. There's another little boy Cruz who we meet, uh, who is, I think his parents die, his grandparents take him in, but they don't do what they were supposed to do. So he's just been drugged up his whole life. Cause he's a powerful telepath and he has no control at all over his telepathy. And he's super, like he, they said he was um Cardinal, grade as a forgotten which hasn't happened before so new things are happening 100 years after silence new abilities are being are showing up in the populace
1: i want to nip, i'm to tie this up because oh and, uh, and then we still we have shine and one of the reasons why i feel like we're fine to, to bring these out of order is because she kind of lost the thread on some of these <laughs> yeah
0: there's so a lot.
1: at some point um we'll get to this plot point in a minute but dev and katya drive up she feels compelled to go north. And we'll talk about why in a minute. But um, they go north and they find the Shine Earth 2 camp in Alaska. It's not Shine. It's a Sai Sunshine.
0: Sunshine. Sunshine. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sunshine. That is confusing. I did. It. Thank the town. You. <laughs> the town is called Sunshine Alaska. Yes. It was a Psy mining encampment owned by Earth 2, the corporation, which is called Earth 2 for some reason, although it's not a space station because it's in Alaska. And it's so cool if it was a space station. but Right? But I guess they couldn't have driven there. <laughs> and we don't know this. This is the future, but we don't. They've got like hover cards and stuff. I don't think they're dipping off to space stations like uh, SpaceX or anything.
1: <laughs> but there was a mass murder at Sunshine. And the reason that the reason that she goes there, or she's compelled to go there, is because she heard um, Ming Le Bon while she was captured talking about it. And so she feels compelled to go there. But there was a mass murder there. Mm-hmm. So all of this is like it's like counter argument. Like maybe, maybe, maybe silence is the right thing to do. But I, I because I don't think we're gonna come back around to this. So I want to I want to tell you what happened now. They dev is almost ready to say, yeah, maybe you're right. But then he reaches out to Judd. Well to a sh- uh, to because Judd yeah, Judd's still Judd? super incognito. Yeah. Um and Judd shows up. And shows William how he can use his, it was like a mind shift. He shows William how he can use his powers to instead of destroy because he basically William the dog, when they did an autopsy on the dog, the dog was fine externally, but his heart was pulverized. Yeah. And so do you and we remember that Judd rebuilt Andrew Andrew? Andrew's heart. heart. Yeah. So Judd Judd shows his kid. Look, look at what you can do. Not, oh, no, look what you did. Mm-hmm. Look at
0: what you can do. He gives the kid hope because the child had no hope. He was like, I'm a monster. You know, he just wouldn't come out of his room. So because it's Dev's nephew, Dev was like, well, maybe this is the only way. He didn't want to have silence for the forgotten. Nobody really did. But they didn't have any options. And because they're closed off from the side, who might have, like Judd, you know, have information for them there weren't good, good choices, but, and so, yeah, it is an interesting counter argument for why, why silence was necessary, but also the reason why sunshine happened is because partially because of silence too, like the breakdown is happening because they're, they're pushing down the E side. They're not letting the, the F side foresee things that could help people. Like it's their manipulation of the abilities. So silence is one way, but it's breaking down for reasons, mm-hmm. I guess because the council is trying to keep control because of greed, because of power. There's other kinds of reasons why these things are happening. And Sunshine happened and a mass group of people lost their minds at the same time because of these spots on the net. So it could happen in groups in physical locations, which is also really it. scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they cleaned it up and didn't tell anybody, of course. Yeah. Except for an offhand comment mentioned by Ming while he was torturing Katya, right? And he just didn't think that she would remember because she was so far
1: gone. Yeah, yeah. So maybe now we can bring it back to Dev and Katya. So we're still kind of close to the beginning of this book, <laughs> but these two are having feelings for each other. And
0: um, again, he also knows mm-hmm. that she. Well, we we know the reader that she is actually programmed to kill Dev by mm-hmm. Ming, and he suspects that. So he's keeping her close because. You know he doesn't know what else she's programmed to do, and he can't risk her running around. So she's—he's kind of imprisoning her. He keeps—he takes her wherever he goes and keeps a watch. Out. And she's oh. afraid of herself too.
1: Yeah, yeah, total kidnapping, bit Stockholm syndrome, a bit. But that's that's the thing.
0: Is it, is it Stockholm syndrome
1: where she falls for her captor? I, oh, I get. Well, <laughs> if Dev is the captor, like Ming was the captor, Dev yeah. is kind of a now captor. Dev is kind of the captor because he will not let her go. True. He tells her, "I'm not going to let you go," and she's like, "I'm in a new cage." And he's like, "Yeah, pretty much. Yeah." But some, he's—it's a nice cage because he brings her ice cream and, and milkshakes. He's, he's feeding her some more. Of course, that's always lovely. And when she has a nightmare, he kisses her out of it because that's the only way to save a size to kiss them out <laughs> of it. <laughs> that was
0: great. Yeah, things progress. We don't make the rules, right? <laughs> Things between them progress pretty quickly, mm-hmm. I guess, because from the moment she awoke, they had these strong, strong attraction. Um, but it does also seem fast to the point where I was kind of like, even as it progressed, I'm like, why do these two people like each other? I'm not clear on what they even know about each other, yeah. what they like about each other other than zap, zap, zap feelings.
1: Yeah, it was zap, zap, zap feelings, which sometimes is OK. Uh, this book did a lot of work Um building out the world um they introduced the notion of anchors who were psi who helped to stabilize the net we had heard of those before um but yeah they they brought
0: that back because sometimes these anchors
1: are often very crazy (laughs) they introduce they may have mentioned this i don't remember the territorial wars and the peace accords i don't remember hearing about those
0: it's been mentioned which brings me to dev's military service so i'm confused about this world what was he fighting who was he fighting what are the countries <laughs> are, i mean there's countries but are the, the sci are Caleb's in russia like do the countries function as other governments or is it just like who was he fighting in, in the army i'm i have questions but yes it
1: exists uh, they introduced the JSi. Right, justice. Once in Italy will be the next book. will feature a J side. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. And we also meet Dev's grandma, who is forgotten. And I think he saw. She was part of the Rebel Alliance. Um, I don't think she was. I think her mother. Her mother. Okay, it's
0: unclear because she yeah. wouldn't have been quite old enough. Um, but his grandma's great. Like when she shows up, she she could have gotten a lot more screen time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> She was an emotional not detangler,
0: Mm. is how he described her. And I thought that was going to come into play more (laughs) than it did. I thought that was the gun on the shelf. And I was like, oh, they're going to have to bring Katya to Nani and she's going to help. But that's not quite how it it happened. (laughs) It's okay. It's fine. It's like we we were, our expectations were subverted, which is going to be good because you don't want everything you expect to happen. True. Very true. Very true. And this book did an amazing job of setting it up. So you have no idea how they were going to solve this problem. I wrote down like, is this the only romance where she dies in the end? (laughs) Because, I mean, we we
1: get there. We're almost there. We're almost there. Um, Another interesting note that I wrote down, they pick up a copy of Pride and Prejudice. I had questions about (laughs) that.
0: Same questions. Jane Austen existed in this world?
1: That's the question. <laughs> Who are you asking? Um, I got confused because Katya said it's in another language. That did confused you? me. She did. She said this book is, I think she said the book. So oh, sometimes I, I got that. confused. Are you reading the book or are you watching the movie? Right. I missed that. If there was a different language. Not only that, but she said, Katya said, you know, most of these people are Psy in the book she was talking about mr
0: darcy is like a sigh i don't think she said he was a Mm sigh but he reminds me of a sigh and then i don't know what other characters she was talking about but some of these characters i peeped no
1: i wrote most characters she said i think i'm pretty sure okay most characters
0: yeah are sigh yeah it's like okay so jane Austen. this is the first time in the seven book series that we have heard about a real Mm -hmm. person that we know from our world like the countries are the same. History has been very different. Now in alternate histories, you do get that. Like, okay, something changed 10,000 years ago, but, you know, George Washington still lived. But instead of being president, he was king of England or something. Like that. <laughs> so there's leeway there, but like this is the first time and it, it, maybe she just couldn't help herself because it just, it feels like either we need more or we need less. Like we need more people who mm-hmm. are the same in our world mm-hmm. and their world. Mm-hmm. But we don't need any at all.
1: So we learned that while they're on a road trip because some of the things that were really interesting, because I know we glance over a lot, but some of the things that happened in this book as he's keeping her with her the whole time is he has to go and um, Dev wants to work one-on-one with Cruz, the kid Cruz who has this crazy high power. So um, he goes to Cruz. He takes Katya with him. um, And they are close to California.
0: Yeah, they're in Brooklyn, California.
1: I th- they must have been in, I think they were in Dark River territory or nearby. They they bring the boy to Dark they River. Bring, yeah, they bring him because he does the, the kid Cruz has no shields. And Sasha is the master at creating shields. So they're like, Sasha, will you help us? And she, of course, says yes. Mm-hmm. But Lucas being the territorial father to be that he is, he um says, You need you need to come to us. And so they do. And Dev brings Katcha. And Katcha escapes. <laughs> Right. Oh yeah. Eventually, and Cruz helps her. Yeah. So
0: there's a whole thing with Katya is a telepath. Cruz is learning to control his telepathy. He's like, "Hey, you want to get out of here? Let me help you." Because he's a kid. Um, it was it was and and her little her scheme to get out was really smart. I liked that whole part
1: of it. This was after they had sex for the first time, wasn't it? Yes. Yes.
0: I believe it was.
1: They they go from jump, y'all. It's yeah, it goes it goes fast. <laughs> really fast. And she's a, she's a quick study in sex. Good good go, good job, girl. Um but right after they have they're they're together um oh no, she, I don't think maybe not. Maybe it's not before.
0: It's it's close.
1: Maybe that was just the o form. they, they
0: had like they had a lot of heavy petting is what my mom would call it beforehand but i'm not sure if they actually had sex before she okay. before she um escapes
1: <laughs> so she does she does escape and she does it brilliantly she um working with the um the kid but also um she drugs staff she drugs the there's two guards with them she drugs mm-hmm. one of the guards and the two guards are kind of flirting with each other it's very clear that they're going to get together um and she Katya and the female guard were, you know, becoming friendly. And mm-hmm. the female guard, she's like, yo, what you
0: doing? <laughs> yeah, because she's drugged the men and then she kind of tases and essentially
1: tases the female guard to yeah. get away. And she's very, she's sorry, but she's like, I have to go. You need to let me go. And the female's like, oh, he's going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fun. And Katcha, she's using her wiles to get her smarts to get out of the situation because she has this, she's compelled to go north. And her destination is sunshine, but she's compelled to go north. So she um she hitchhikes and she finds help on the road to hitchhike. But of course, Dev being the super alpha that he is, he catches up mm-hmm. with her. Yeah. But decides to help her. To help her get to sunshine, yeah. Mm-hmm
0: and that's when we find out okay that these interstitials we've been reading about are not about a space station they're about a town in alaska <laughs> and we see that part of it becomes very clear
1: i can't remember exactly when we learned cuz my i was leaning forward from page 1 trying to figure out who the the letters were from mom yeah. to matthew and i was trying to figure out well who's matthew who's right Finby? right and it took till the end of the book before that was clear mm-hmm.
0: so i started as they talked more about dev's ancestors and his grandmother and his great grandparents, I was like, Hmm, but they were very clever in that the name that they use, he, he didn't take, I mean, he left or he didn't
1: take take his father's name. He he didn't take his father's name.
0: Yeah. So we couldn't have made that connection before we meet the father. And then, yeah, so it's, it's hidden until the end, which, Mm -hmm. you know, it makes you keep wondering and keep being like, okay, why are these here? What's going on? What is, what is the story that we're being told
1: here? So fast forward past them finding um, Sunshine, and then they come back and Katya is deteriorating. Yeah,
0: that what Ming did to her mind was very invasive. She's still connected to the Psy but she's basically locked in her own mind. So she's not getting the biofeedback that they, the Psy need. And unless, you know, Dev gets it into his head that they can get Ming to undo what he did and save her. Because now he's all in, he's in love with her. He can't uh, let another woman that he loves be killed or die. And so they come up with this very crazy idea that they can get to Ming Le bon, which I just thought was like, I was expecting that to be sidestepped earlier because we've set up Ming to be this super yeah. powerful, super strong, psychic yeah. Psy. He controls the arrows. He's a former arrow. Mm-hmm. The idea that some humans, even some forgotten could get to him seemed mm-hmm. like bananas to
1: me. But who figured out the plan? Granny did.
0: Granny and Granny helps Katya and, and, and she's an emotional knot to tangler,
1: so she can obviously tangle the knots. <laughs> is that what she was doing? She figured I think I felt like she figured out like how to make a double cross happen because that's essentially what happened is it was a double cross. It looked like a double cross, where it looked like Katya was about to Double cross. They they come up with this plan, and she is going against the plan. Mm -hmm. And it looks to the reader and to the um to the forgotten who are spaced around,
0: yeah,
1: um that she is double crossing Dev, Mm -hmm. which needed to happen because Ming was going to read her mind, right? It needed to look real. And so, and this is what this is what I am assuming the grandmother set up and figured out. That's what I'm assuming. Well, it seemed like Katya had figured it out. She just got
0: the grandmother to help her by giving her a gun. I don't think that the grandmother mm. was the mastermind behind this. I think it had to have come from Katya. Oh. She's like, she knows Ming. She knows he's going to read my mind. And I have to believe I'm double crossing him. So I can't tell him because I actually have to be double crossing him. Yeah. Okay,
1: fine. We can give it to Katya. I like the idea that the grandma did it. Okay. <laughs> Wasn't that, isn't there a song, Grandma's Got a Gun? Oh, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, she double crosses, she's double crossing Ming.
0: And, and she uh, actually shoots him in the head. She gets yeah. him. He doesn't die, of course, of course but not. you know, that would be too easy. But she does. They get away. She shoots him in the head and they have this the rest of the plan comes together. Um, and the book's not done. And the book is not
1: is not quite done yet. No. So she gets away, but she's already been deteriorating and now she Ming oh before we get to, to Katya Ming is in basically intensive care. Mm-hmm. And the powerful arrows, some of whom we've already met before, are around him. And they're trying to decide, should we kill him or not? Uh-huh. Cold, and, clinical, silently, like, should we do it?
0: Yeah, like, he's betrayed us. And they're like, it would leave a power vacuum that might be worse. So, well, we won't kill him yet. It was just like, I liked okay. that scene a lot, too. Because we get Aiden, I think, who we meet in this book for the first time. He's an side. And
1: then the one who Vasic, um, yeah, yeah, who we're already rooting for. I think Vasic gets his own book. I can't remember. I don't. I didn't get that far. So. <laughs> I didn't get that far. Either. I hope he does. Yeah. I, I'm here for it. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because he's 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 playing hero, but we'll see. We'll see in a few books. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we leave that, and then we come back to to Dev and Katya. And Katya was already deteriorating, and she knew. She knew when she was faced off with Ming. She was like. You were never gonna let me go. And he was like, I think you're gonna survive this long. <laughs> what? And like what he
0: he did could not be undone. So yeah. Dev's whole hope of him undoing it is just not even possible. Yeah. And so Kach is going to die. And this lasts. Her dying lasts a long yeah. time, yeah. and we—it's drawn out. So you're like, okay, how are they going to save her? Everything they have—all these. Oh, maybe we can do this. Maybe we can do that. Oh no, none of those things can possibly work. So it's really down to the wire. And he brings her home, basically in
1: hospice. A yeah. comes. All these people come to visit her. And she—she so she drops her link. She does drop her link from the signet, and she is able to link with with Dev, right, in the shadow net. So she does drop her link from the the signet and she does link with him on the shadow net. But well, she, she
0: believes she's going to die when she drops her link from the signet. So she's unconscious and there's a tiny little link to dev in the shadow net that, yeah. but she is unconscious. They put a feeding tube in. They think that she's, she's just, pretty much
1: brain dead. Yeah. yeah. Her, she's breathing, her heart's pumping, but she's pretty much brain dead. Mm-hmm. So she's in that bed for a while. And, I thought it was going to be another one of those where the found family comes and they're all surrounding her and feeding her the energy. And that's not exactly what
0: happens. No. But um, although you- we should say that when she's in the shadow net, like, they didn't believe that a full side could exist in the shadow net. So the fact that she's even there with a thin thread is remarkable. And it's because she's in love with Dev. Emotion, emotions. emotion is the way that allowed her as a side to exist in the in the the shadow net, but her body is still broken down. Her brain is still dead.
1: No, you saying did, I don't know if this was a throwaway line or what, but she talked, she did make a point to mention that a side, a silent side defected and tried to join and they couldn't link. Right. Because they had no emotion. And that was an interesting point.
0: Yeah. So nobody who's silent, this won't work for a silent person. It probably wouldn't work if, unless you were had a strong emotional
1: connection to Mm -hmm. somebody in the shadow net. Mm Mm-hmm. So we've been seeing uh, Kenan Shia's son and Nor Tally's adoptive daughter, who Katya helped to save.
0: Mm-hmm. We've
1: been seeing them playing around in this book, and basically, it looks like those two are a made pair, even though they are adolescents.
0: No, they're four and like five years old. They're
1: four. Yeah, yeah. Kenan's four. <laughs> they're acting like Tally and Clay. Clay did when they That's were good. that young. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 But they come and they climb on the bed with Miss Katya and fall asleep. And it just so happens that they do this and they both put their hands on her heart.
0: Mm -hmm. And then Dev is going to pull the plug. Essentially, he's like, I can't keep her alive this long. I'll just let her live with the kids. She would like that.
1: And then Katya wakes up. (laughs) (laughs) Because... um, so we, we learned, remember, if we remember from Ashaya's book, Ashaya had that twin and her and her twin could kind of merge their powers. Mm-hmm. And they believe because Keenan is from a twin, he has merging abilities. Right. He's able to merge his powers with Noor. And earlier in this book, when we were having a little play session with Noor, she's um, hanging out with Judd and she tells Judd, I'm just like you. And he has no idea what that means. He's like, like, okay, her. yeah, great kid. <laughs> <laughs> And the way that they, that Keenan and Noor describe it is that Keenan was driving her around. It was a truck. Or it was something. a truck. And, and she, she was weaving. Yeah. Um, Katya back together.
0: Yeah. So they're little, so they don't really know exactly what how it is or how it works, but they're able to work together. And I think somebody, Sasha or someone, theorizes that, you know, that it was... Or it says, that it was theorized that there were certain powers among the Psy that required two people. And that was all because silence wiped that away. So we don't really know what it was. But this seems like the twin thing. Like two people together can do something that neither of them can do alone. Like an amplifier. Yeah, yeah. And so then they vow to protect Keenan and Nor because if the Psy ever figured this out. Yeah. like, Yeah, it's all over.
1: But yeah. I loved that scene, though, because you have these... You have these adults who are trying to figure out what did y'all do? Mm-hmm. But they're talking to these children. Yeah. And they, they're they not going to be able to get the scientific information out of them. And so they're trying to talk to them while the kids are just trying to play.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: It was and a really well-written scene. They was- don't want to alarm the kids either. So they were just
0: trying to be really casual and like, oh, what did you do? How did it feel? And the kids burned themselves out. Right? Yeah. They used they all of their abilities. Out- yeah.
1: She said, uh, "Nor said, my head is empty now."
0: <laughs> very cute,
1: and yeah. So Hatya wakes up, um, and so it looks like they have a mating bond, right? Because that little a changeling,
0: that little thin stre- strand that was connecting her to Dev in the Shadow Net, I think they say it was silver. That becomes gold. It becomes bronze. It strengthens and strengthens. And it's very similar to the mating bond. She's only in the net connected to him. So if he dies, she dies,
1: but Mm -hmm. I think they're fine with that. (laughs) (laughs) Romance rules. Right, yes. (laughs) That was blaze of
0: memory. Yeah, we we went through a lot. We get a lot of extra information, I guess. I mean, the whole Judd, I love seeing Judd. Whenever Judd comes around, I'm happy. And it was awesome to have him. Like, he basically sneaks in these people's houses in the middle of the night to, to talk to this boy, which, under other circumstances, would be super creepy. But, like, no, those parents know.
1: were like, let's move to California
0: immediately. Like, I'm starting to pack right now. <laughs> we'll <laughs> make he this helps. easy for you. <laughs> right. And that's cool. Yeah. And, and all the connections with silence. And I feel like, from what I've heard Nalini Singh say about the books that are coming out now. That this is even laying the groundwork for that. Like silence was here for a reason. So when we eventually break silence, which I think we all can feel like that's coming, there's gonna be still problems. Like that's not the solution. Right. That is yeah the start of other problems. And so yeah, it's gonna and
1: other problems. And you have these other abilities,
0: right? That the forgotten have metal abilities, and who knows what Williams and, doing. Um,
1: Jay. Tally's adoptive son,
0: Oh John he, Quill. John
1: Quill. He can he, his voice, he can talk people into anything. Right. Yeah. Which is why they wanted him.
0: Yeah. So we have to rely on him to be moral. Um are we ever going to encounter forgotten who, you know, grew up outside of the lines and
1: are not moral, you know, probably? She has so much space for mm. so much material. So many stories, yeah. Do you remember Kindle Worlds? I wonder why. Do you remember that though? Yeah, Kindle worlds. I wonder why or if she ever even considered allowing people to write in her world because there are so many stories that she's yeah. not going to get
0: to. I just I wonder like when you're traditionally published, it can be hard to do stuff like oh, that. But stinking gatekeepers. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, she's writing lots of stories. I mean, she has a short story practically in every newsletter.
1: Yeah, she does. Oh,
0: she says, hey, I'm gonna. Maybe talk.
1: we should be doing that because yeah, the short stories are often like side characters, right? And I have not really read any of them, uh, so yeah, we can take
0: a look and maybe do some some short stories
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as we
0: as we're going along and catch up with because I think a lot of times they're sort of like some of them are kind of extra epilogues, but some of them are total new you know new stories with side characters. But yeah, so blaze of memory. Reading it, you know, it, there's a lot happening. It's pushing the story forward. It's not my favorite romance, just because I didn't feel these people. I didn't feel like I knew Katya, really. I mean, it's hard when the character doesn't have a memory and doesn't yeah. know herself. But yeah. even as she grows to know herself, I wasn't connected to either of them on a personal character level. But, you know, you're still seeing all these other characters come back mm-hmm. and you're pushing the story forward in a really relevant, interesting way that, you know, we just we have to have
1: it. So, yeah. Agreed. 1,000% agreed. Onward to the next one. Yeah. Uh, before we get there, you want to talk a little everyday magic? So our everyday magic
0: is something that's happening as we're recording this <laughs> tomorrow. We have been invited to a Bridgerton tea. We have. Which is, I don't even know what that is, but we're going to dress up now. I'm going to dress up as a time traveler because I didn't want to buy a Regency dress.
1: I got a medieval dress instead. (laughs) And I follow the rules. (laughs) Not that there are rules, but I got a Regency dress. Maybe we'll post some pictures, but we're so excited. We're so excited for this.
0: Yeah, it should be super fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so that's going to be very magical and we will keep you updated as
1: to the actual magic that transpired. Yes, we will. We will. So, guys, thank you so, so much for joining us for this episode. Please let us know what you think. You can leave a comment on YouTube with your thoughts on the episode. You can share it with a friend who loves romance. And you and your friends can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify.
0: And you can always check out our book schedule on our website, inkandmagic.net, so that you can read along with us as we race through this <laughs> high-changing series. It feels like a race, even though it's been months. But um, we're having a great time, and we'd love we for you to join along. Yeah. So we will see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.